Hello listeners, welcome to another episode of Activate God's Purpose. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for being here. Let's talk about tears beyond gold. Tears beyond gold. Once again, welcome. This is Activate God's Purpose, where we believe in God's purpose, God's divine purpose. We believe that God has an agenda, a plan, a blueprint for each and every single one of us, individually and collectively. God has a plan for you. God has a plan for me. God has a plan for everybody. The difference is some of us choose to turn to him to know what this divine purpose, divine plan, divine agenda is, divine blueprint is, and some of us don't, and some of us are sitting on the fence. But God is real, Jesus is real, the Holy Spirit is real. I always say, I my suggestion is that you try. And I use the word suggestion because, you know, in this world we believe in free will, freedom, choices. So I hope that you use your free will to find out who this God is, who Jesus is, and who the Holy Spirit is. I hope you use your free will, your power to choose I hope you use them to find out if indeed God has a divine purpose for you, a divine plan, a divine agenda, a divine blueprint, just for you, specifically made and built for you, made and built to fit you. Because I tell you, When you discover what those are, when you start walking in them, when you believe in him, believe in Jesus, believe in the Holy Spirit, and you begin to discover how God built you, who you really are, what name he has called you by, that indeed divine purpose does exist. When you begin to find that out, it's going to blow your mind. It's one of those things that makes you feel like, why didn't I know this before? Why didn't I find out before? But it's never too late. So welcome to Activate God's Purpose, where we are pursuing God's divine purpose, God's divine plan and agenda, and we want to walk in God's blueprint. Not for selfish reasons, but to glorify His name, and to help others find out this truth so that they too can be set free and they too can walk in this divine purpose that is such a wonderful and a beautiful thing. It really is truly amazing. So I hope you make the choice. I welcome God the Father. I welcome God the Son. I welcome God the Holy Spirit to be with us as we talk about tears beyond gold. All of us have cried at some point in life for some reason or the other. 
I typically don't cry, but if someone is extremely nice to me, if someone shows me kindness and love, if someone does something for me that's giving, that's unselfish, I cry. That makes me cry. I just cry. I, I just become mushy and I bawl my eyes out. <clears throat> or the tears just stream down. Um, the other times that I do cry will be when I'm worshiping God and the tears just flow in worship. So I'm typically not someone who cries. <clears throat> but yes, there have been times when I have cried out of pain, out of hurt, out of betrayal, out of abuse, out of just the terrible things that we human beings are capable of doing or saying to each other. And I have cried through times of suffering. So as we talk about tears beyond gold today, I know what I'm talking about. I know when I say to you that cry, kick the toilet, I don't know, break a plate, <laughs> um, go for a run. I don't know what you do to alleviate your, your hurt, your pain, your suffering. But rise out of it. Come out of it. Dry your tears. Dry your tears. Your life, your life is precious. Your life is wonderful. Your life is marvelous. Don't waste it. Don't allow the pain to consume you and destroy you. Tears beyond gold. Suffering. No one wants to suffer. In fact, you know, there are some types, forms and shapes of suffering that one prays from a pure heart that not even his or her enemy will suffer the type of suffering that he or she has experienced or endured. Suffering. <sighs> it undermines us. It chips away at our resilience. It consumes our self-dignity and brings us to undignified levels decisions, choices, and actions that we care not to ever discuss or reveal. This thing called suffering, when we suffer, it makes us stoop to levels we never dreamt of and to do things that we never imagined we would be capable of doing. Some of us have been able to recover you know, to pull ourselves up and face the world. But the burning scars of our suffering remain. They remain always as a reminder of what we had to do to survive, to live, to continue to exist. Some people gave up the ghost, they committed suicide because the suffering was too much. They could not take it anymore. Others are walking around, dying on the inside, 
tormented. Their souls are tormented and they are tormented souls, terrorizing and abusing those around them, magnifying their own agony and creating inexplicable pain for others. Some are walking around fragmented. They know right from wrong. They want to do what is right, but they find themselves incapable of doing what is right, of making the right decisions because they're suffering. You know, I, I strongly believe that while we cannot and should not compare everyone's pain, we can create something much more beautiful and a million times more precious than gold by looking up to our Creator God, our Abba Father, because God is a Father. He is the Father. And some people might be angry at that statement because when one, under, one has undergone or witnessed unspeakable suffering, the last thing they want to hear is a lecture about God. I've, I've done that. I've been through that. I've just, don't talk to me. I don't want to hear it. Just leave me alone. Just leave me alone. You know, after all, where was God when the storms lashed their vicious waves? Where was his light when the darkness crowded in? Where was he when war took our loved ones? Where was he when some of us got raped and abused? Where was he when we were violated? Where was he when some lost their children, their parents, their siblings, their loved ones? Where was he when some lost their jobs? Where was he when sickness and disease sucked the life out of loved ones, out of you? Where was God when you did good, planned your life meticulously and saved for the future, but life happened and in one blow scattered everything you have painstakingly built? Where was God? Where has he been all this time? What is he doing? Where is his great power? You know, we go through these questions and we cannot explain every mystery, answer every question. But you know, he has always been there. God has always been with you. God has always been with me. You are here, aren't you? I'm here, aren't I? He's with us. The things that have happened do not deny his existence. 
They might try to defy his existence. They'll try to lead us to believe that he's not real or that he doesn't care. But he's real and he does care. Our pain is real. Yes, but he's still God. And these things that happen to us, if we look deeper, we find out that it's just people being wicked and evil or we made bad choices and we fell into pits and holes and dungeons and prisons and traps that we could have otherwise avoided if we were not ignorant or walking blindly or if we had turned to God earlier and allowed the Holy Spirit to lead us. So we cry, we suffer, we cry, we hurt. The pain, the agony is real. But so is God. And he says in Isaiah 43 verse 2, When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burnt. The flames will not set you ablaze. I use this scripture a lot. I really love this scripture because talk about passing through waters. Talk about passing through rivers. Talk about walking through the fire. I am a testament of God's faithfulness. The things that happened because I made bad decisions. Um, I was in the wrong place at the wrong time or wrong place at the right time, however you want to put that. And in a place of trust where I trusted certain people, but they turned out to be nightmares you know, and I wept. And I got to a place where I realized um, I can either allow those, those sufferings and those situations and those people to define who I am or I can turn to God and ask for help and deliverance and redemption and salvation. But then what happens with that is, after that happens, and then you discover who God is, you just love him for him, for who he is. <laughs> Not so much for what he can do for you, but because you realize that, oh my goodness, he's real. He's amazing, he's awesome. He loves me. He protects me. He guides me. And you just, you know, you build that relationship with him. And it's just, it's the most wonderful thing. The most wonderful thing. So, from one survivor to another. Because I'm praying that after you hear this, you will survive. You will stay alive. And you will become the best you ever in God by God and through God. And you will realize how much 
he lo- actually you will not realize how much he loves you because it's too much to realize. I don't know if that makes sense. His love is too much. Oh, no words. No words for his love. I can't express it. The only way to really express God's love is by being lovely to other human beings to treating them decently, to making sure that what happened to you doesn't happen to them or that you don't repeat the pain and repeat the behaviors and the abuse and destroy somebody else. Because God loves people. He really does. Jesus said, if you give this person one cup of water, it's me you're giving that one cup of water to. He's one with us. That's how much he loves us. So God has always been there for us. There was no promise to any of us that we would not suffer in this present world. God gave us a free will to make decisions, make choices on how we create and build our world. We have two choices, his way or our way. We decide. His purpose within us, backed by his divinity, or our free will, our free will human purpose, backed by our carnal senses, backed by our intellect. So there's a clear clear difference, and it's very obvious where our choices come from, by the results they produce. So let's speak the truth. We are the ones who have created the mess, the pain, the agony, the trauma, not God. He has played his role in creating us with divine purpose. And by sending Jesus to reconcile us back to him so that we take the right path in life. The Bible says in Proverbs 14 verse 12, there is a way that appears to be right, but in the end it leads to death. There's always a way that appears right to us to our intellect, our desires, our lusts, our immorality, the excuses we make, the things we want to do, the reasons we develop and concoct so that we can get we can do these things that we want to do, our pleasures, our sins, you know. You know how that is. We all do that. But it says that may seem right to you, but in the end it leads to death. And again, that's found in Proverbs 14:12. And not just physical death, you know. It's a spiritual, mental, emotional death. We deprive ourselves of the most beautiful parts of God because we don't follow his ways. We don't ask the Holy Spirit for direction. And we end up suffering. The sinful and carnal nature wants to do evil. 
which is just the opposite of what the Holy Spirit wants. And the Holy Spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful carnal nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other. So um, check out Galatians chapter 5 verse 17. Galatians 5.17, to read about that. The Holy Spirit and our carnal nature are constantly at war. The Holy Spirit says, come this way, do it this way. The carnal nature says, no, do it this way. It's shinier, it's brighter, the grass is greener, it's easier, it's quicker. So short, shortcut, and it's more pleasurable. The Holy Spirit says, no, come this way. It might not be how and what you desire, but this is really the way, the path, the journey that you need. We tend to succumb to the flesh, to the carnal nature, to the sinful nature. And then when we're done, we ask God, but God, why? How can we conquer our carnal nature to do good so that even when we are suffering, we carry the ability to do and spread good. You can spread good when you're suffering. You can spread good when you've lost a loved one. You can spread good when terrible things have happened to you. It's very, you really can. I'm talking from a place of truth where you're not in denial, you're suffering, you're in pain but you don't use that as an excuse or a reason to not be decent. You don't use that to lash out at people at work and hurt them and put them down or, or, or to hurt your, your children or your parents or your family members, your loved ones, your friends, your wife, your husband, your sister, your brother, your friends, whoever, your in-laws, whoever you choose to lash out at, someone on the bus, on the train, who doesn't even know you, right? It's a battle of the mind. It's a decision of the heart. But it is not impossible. You can conquer it. You can rise above your suffering. God was not ignorant then. And he is not ignorant now. He knew what kind of world we would create. And he, he knew how to reconcile us back to him and, to, and how to transform us into our, our original state. God knows how to bring us back to his original intention. And he took it upon himself to suffer our pain in order to gain understanding of our humanity so that he could rescue and restore us. So God came through Jesus. We all know the story. Everybody celebrates. Well, pretty much everybody knows, even if you don't celebrate about Christmas. We also know about resurrection. We know about the cross. Whether we accept it or not, we know about the cross. We know that Jesus died and he rose again. That's God's plan for our world, our suffering world. 
so that we might have peace, we might have joy and joy everlasting. Not just joy to the world that we sing Christmas time, but joy in the real sense. The Bible says that the joy of the Lord is my strength. It says it gives us peace that surpasses human understanding. If you read Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15, 15, Hebrews 4, 15, it says, For we do not have a high priest, that is Jesus, who is unable to empathize with our weakness, weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we, just as we are, yet he did not sin. So God came in the form of Jesus went through suffering, went through temptation. But yet, he did good. He did good. And so can we, if we accept Jesus, if we walk in the Spirit of God, if we allow God to be our Father. In Isaiah 53, verse 3, it says, He was despised, speaking about Jesus, and rejected by man, mankind. So he suffered rejection too. You suffered rejection. I have. We all have in so many ways. You know, and, and, and uh, we can allow it to eat us up on the inside. Eat us up and finish us inside out. And rot. Or... We can heal from it and turn away from it. Jesus was despised and rejected by mankind. A man of suffering and familiar with pain. Are you familiar with pain? Jesus was familiar with pain. So he understands pain. He knows pain. Actually, I'm having this conversation with you because <laughs> I know pain and I know what it can do. But I also know deliverance, I know redemption, I know salvation. I know that there can be wellsprings of peace and love and joy flowing out of us, out of you and I, regardless of what we've been through. We're familiar with pain, yes. We will cry, yes. But we don't have to remain in the pain and we don't have to hurt others because of the pain. Easier said than done, yes. Impossible, no. It continues to say in Isaiah 53 verse three, it says like one from whom people hide their faces, he was despised. Can you imagine? Jesus, the savior of the world, he was like one from whom people hide their faces, he was despised. And we held him in low self in low in low esteem. We still hold him in low esteem. People still mock the name of Jesus. People laugh at the cross. They laugh about the cross. They laugh about resurrection. They laugh about the truth of Jesus. They turn away from him when he's the one that they need. It's so twisted. Suffering has been from ancient ages 
not just in our present time. Suffering. Think about slavery, think about the Holocaust, think about genocide. Horrible things over the decades, over the ages that people have done to each other. Mankind has incessantly harmed mankind. Mankind has always created tragedy, trauma, misery and sadness. Millions have lost their souls to the devices and implementations of evils that man is capable of. We fall prey to the thirst for evil and wickedness of those who have willfully determined to execute unspeakable acts of wickedness on others. The angry questions we ask God are not unfounded, but they're not fair. Because <laughs> we do these things to ourselves. Turning our backs on God appears to be the right thing to do. Destroying another's life because ours was turned into a quagmire of pain seems to be the logical thing to do. Taking our own lives makes human sense. It's the easy way out. We blindly rage and plunge other people's lives into darkness, in vengeance, and whether or not they contributed to our demise, we don't care. We just want to injure and wound someone. We just want to hurt someone. Some people want to kill other people, thinking that that will give us peace. As though that will take away our nightmare and bring us the freedom we thirst and yearn for. It only adds and prolongs our suffering. It adds to and it prolongs our suffering. It only imprisons us Further, it only paralyzes us. It only deepens the pain when we use our pain to hurt other people. We need a clear and pure way out to heal and be restored. I mean, cleaned out, a pure way to be cleaned out and restored. Not something that just hides the pain or suppresses it for, for a moment. And then it comes lashing out like a fiery dagger looking for whom to devour, to stab. Hmm. Dare I tell you that indeed we can overcome this darkness that has taken over our minds. If we can somehow find the courage, the willingness the peace of good, the divine purpose within us to just try again one more time, we can turn things around and our deep suffering will find ways to express itself in grace, wisdom, love and power. Our suffering will produce tears beyond gold. What do I mean? I mean that we can purpose through our own free will to discover God's purpose in us and minute by minute change our tears of agony 
into tears of joy. Change our tears of futility into tears beyond gold. Change our tears of suffering into helping other people. That's when our tears become tears beyond gold, when we go beyond our pain. To be good, to help others, to be kind, to not lash out. How can tears of such suffering be beyond gold? What am I talking about? What, am I, what I'm saying is that God's power, the authority and compassion of Jesus, the mentorship of the Holy Spirit can and will sustain us and transform our tears of suffering into a state, condition and mindset where despite our unmentionable agony and shame and pain and trauma and tragedies, we choose to rise. Despite the violation and the abuse, we choose to assist others to do the same, to rise up regardless of our pain and insecurities. We help others. We don't try to pull them down into our darkness and worse. We don't try to create darkness for others because we're going through darkness. And as we allow ourselves to heal, as that happens, we begin to assist others. We extend our hands and our heart to them. The more worthy our suffering becomes. We give meaning to our suffering. We don't give it power anymore. We give meaning to it by helping others. We conquer it by helping others. And then our tears become beyond gold. It's priceless to help another. You can't compare gold to that. You can't compare gold to saving someone's life, to being there for another person, despite your own pain. Gold cannot pay for that. Gold cannot pay for your tears of pain. It can't match the value, the worth of your pain, of the tears of your pain. As we take deep breaths and uplift others, as we stretch ourselves, we stretch our spirit, stretch our souls, stretch our hearts, stretch our bodies, stretch our minds. We stretch ourselves to come out of the darkness, out of the pain, out of the tragedy, out of the trauma. God's marvelous light shines out through the darkness of our lives and penetrates the darkness in others, delivering them as we ourselves become delivered. That is the joy and beauty of tears beyond gold. Our lives and that of others are saved, restored, illuminated, enlightened, and transformed. We are given another chance to discover divine purpose in each of us, to prosper and thrive in it, not just to exist, but to also thrive Yes, 
when we realize and accept that the tears of our suffering, of our perseverance, and our refusing to die can be transcended into tears pouring love, compassion, and patience into another person's lives, our tears surpass gold. Our tears become more than gold. Our tears become beyond gold. They become more than gold because lives are being saved. Lives are being transformed. And mankind is given yet another chance, a new beginning. That is something to rejoice about. You would have done well. I would have done well when we don't allow our pain to diminish us and to diminish other people. So, despite our suffering, we can help others. We can join hands with God and spread His unconditional love and saving grace. He will remember and He will bless you and He will bless me. So use your suffering to bring others to God. Use your pain, agony and trauma to bring others to Jesus. But first you must bring yourself, right? After you have come to God, after you have come to Jesus, after you have come to the Holy Spirit, then you bring others. Because when you've been healed, hopefully you want to see others healed. When you've been delivered, hopefully you want to see others delivered. When you have tasted of God's unconditional love and his healing. When you have been made whole by him, hopefully, you bring others to experience the same. When your tears have dried up, hopefully you dry the tears of others. In all this, Oh, let me read this scripture, sorry. In 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 6 to 7. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 6 to 7. It says, In all this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith of greater worth than gold which perishes even though refined by fire may result in praise, glory and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. So rejoice in all this Greatly rejoice. Though now for a little while you may have suffered, you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. 
But these griefs have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith of greater worth than gold. Your faith is greater than gold. So when you believe that you'll be healed, when you believe that you'll be whole again, it's greater than gold. When you cry your tears and you help others because you believe that life will be better, that God will come through for you, that you will be healed, it's worth more than gold. And it says gold which perishes even though refined by fire. The gold will perish. But let Jesus be revealed to you, in you, through you. Let's not give in. Let's not give up. Let's spread his life-saving power with our tears. And yes, my brother, yes, my sister, your tears are beyond gold. Your suffering is beyond gold. Depending on what you choose to do with it, We can water the lives of those who need the tears that we shed under agonizing pressure. What do I mean? Water their lives. We've shed our tears. We've been healed. Or we're still shedding our tears. And we're still being healed. But as we shed them, let us be a blessing to others. It'll help us to heal faster. It will help others to heal as well. Let the earth soak, soak in and reverberate in the virtues of our tears. Let the earth tremble, let the earth, let the energy of the virtue of our tears. What I mean by the virtue of our tears is in that, again, we're using our tears to help the world, not to rip the world apart, not to hurt other people. We use our tears to bring light and not darkness, and certainly not extend the darkness and tragedies that we have gone through to hurt other people. Let our tears, our pain, bring down the glory of God instead. Let our tears and our pain bring down, express the love of God instead. That makes our tears beyond gold. It makes our suffering beyond gold. It makes our faith beyond gold. It's beyond gold. God will sustain us. He will comfort us. He will empower us. He will back us up. He will carry us through. As we continue, even in our tears, even when we cry, we weep. But as we continue to spread priceless virtues, priceless virtues of love, kindness, goodness, patience, And so we let our tears spread love 
and not pain. Let our tears bring peace, wisdom, understanding, not damage and chaos, not pain, not more agony on others. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3 to 4, it says, Praise be to the God and the Father. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. That's 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3 to 4. Praise be to the God to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles, all our troubles, so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3 to 4. So cry, my brother, cry, my sister, cry, my friend, but come to God, come into his presence, activate his purpose residing within you, find strength in him, rest in his compassion, shine in his glory, be uplifted by his power, so that your tears, your suffering, your agony will transcend beyond gold, as you become a witness to his love and healing. That way, trauma will not trap and paralyze you. Pain, agony, anger, bitterness, being violated will not trap and paralyze you, but will bring liberty to you and give you purpose. That is his love and his healing will bring liberty to you and give you purpose because you refuse to allow, you refuse to allow trauma to trap and paralyze you. You can do it through God. It is not impossible. Hold his victorious hand and let your tears beyond gold. Make your tears have meaning. Make your tears have depth. Bring value to them. Make them beyond gold. And as they flow, let them affect the world. Let them affect the earth, the universe. Let them affect mankind in a divinely beautiful way, in a divinely beautiful way, and then you will win, and then you would have won. You would have conquered the trauma, the pain, the agony, the anger, the bitterness. You, you would have conquered the one who raped you. You would have conquered the one who abused you. You would have conquered the one who took the lives of your loved ones. Or whatever your trauma is, you would have conquered. If you allow your tears to flow, 
but allow them to flow with virtue. Love and kindness and patience that will affect the earth and bless others in a divinely beautiful way. I know this is hard. I know it's hard. I know it's hard. But God is with you. And it is very possible to overcome. It's possible to overcome and to just become this beautiful human being who chooses to love the world, to bring God's healing to others, to bring God's comfort to others. God bless you. God keep you. God strengthen you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing this moment with me. Feel free to write to activate God's purpose at gmail.com or to visit www.activategodspurpose.com. I look forward to speaking to you again and I appreciate your being here. God bless you. God bless you. God heal you. God deliver you. And as he heals and delivers you, you spread that healing. You spread that deliverance. You spread that love. And become the awesome person that you are. Until next time, God bless.